Well, guys, normally you would be hearing Bazanji right now. Instead, you got me, Taz, because I want to talk to you about this. Well, this particular podcast, uh, interesting turn of events. So I'm going to pull back the curtain, be honest with you, and then you'll get to hear Bazanji, and then you hear this podcast about TV deals, Raw, SmackDown, and all this jazz. So this is what happened. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, this podcast you're about to hear, um, not this part, but the other part, was recorded um, over the weekend, and this was before SmackDown landed a deal with Fox. So congratulations to WWE with SmackDown that they will be on Fox October 2019. So when we recorded this particular podcast, that news had not broken yet. So Crying Brian, um, you know, the producer of the show, and and several others at CBS Centicom, we discussed it and figured, you know, should we just re-record a new podcast with this new information or leave what we have in there where, you know, I gave a bunch of information, thoughts, opinions reflected on my days during SmackDown and different views on SmackDown, Raw, TV deals, and all this stuff. It's a pretty cool podcast, so we felt like, you know what, let's not change it. Let's just, you know, be upfront and honest and let the folks know before they listen to the open, Bazanji, and everybody and everything else in the show, the podcast, that... Well, this news uh, broke after the fact. So I, I just wanted to be honest with you guys and, and be upfront with you guys. So, and congratulations to WWE and SmackDown and, and WWE fans and the SmackDown talent. Um, they're going to be, you know, going to be on Fox. They're going to be on Fox 2019. It's a big deal. And their stock is through the roof, meaning WWE. That's great um, because business is up for them right now. And that's the deal. So, I just wanted to talk to you guys for a few seconds, and 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 now I'll stop talking now, so you can hear me talk in the podcast. How about that? Uh, so anyway, thanks for understanding. I think you guys will really dig this podcast, and hopefully you appreciate that. I'm being honest with you guys, and I I I, I normally don't tape stuff and put it as we call it in the can, which means stuff that you know we drop down the road. I normally never do that. And I also never, like, do two, three takes on a podcast. It's one shot, Jones, done. I record it, and that's it. And then it's dropped. That's how we do this. Um, So it's rare that we had a day or two to sit on this particular podcast because I wanted to get out the podcast that's out now (laughs) about Nia Jax, Ronda Rousey. It's kind of a little bit of a raw preview and talking about if yours truly never went to WWE. Maybe, Maybe most of you guys listened to that podcast already. So that's why. And then... Either, you know, uh, middle of the week, we were going to drop the podcast on the TV deal with Raw, staying with USA, and well, what about little old SmackDown, they never get any love, that type of thing. Uh, Anyway, you guys get it, so there you go, and without any further ado, uh, thank you, and enjoy the sounds of Bazanji, and then yours truly. All right, thanks guys. Guys, thank you for downloading this episode of the Taz Show. Yes, uh, on uh, you know all of the 
awesome platform where you can grab the show. Obviously, iTunes or Spotify or TuneIn. The Radio.com app. So much appreciated on all that. Uh, Apple Podcasts. There's, there's all there's spots I don't even know where you can get the Taz Show. So you're, you're, you're rock and roll and you're good to go. You guys know what to do. So thank you very much for jumping on to this edition of the Pod, Pod Jones, as we call it. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's an interesting topic I want to discuss here a little bit because um, we've been hearing all this chatter lately about uh, TV deals, right? TV deals with Raw, uh, SmackDown, who's going <clears> to <throat> end up grabbing these, these two, you know, big mega TV shows and all this jazz but I, I can tell you from working for so many years in WWE, like a different feeling um, that some of you might know about, some of you've heard about, I've talked about it a little bit, and others have talked about it, where Raw is like when you work in the company, there's always that aura of <laughs> Raw feeling like it is the end-all, be-all, and the greatest thing since sliced bread to be part of Raw, and Raw's the mothership, as, as everyone knows, and you learn quick, that's a deal. And, um, you know, SmackDown is, well, it, it's a good show. So it's <laughs> that's kind of like I'd, I'd always and and we've talked about it before here. Like I said on the Taz show, you guys have probably tweeted about it or posted stuff on Facebook about it, social media as fans. It, it's not new news about that, but it, it's interesting how it just keeps on rolling. It's still the same, and yet SmackDown has been doing great, and it's great that SmackDown is um, still kicking ass. I'm obviously a little biased. Always thought SmackDown because of all the years I was a color commentator on SmackDown. For those that don't know, you know, along with Michael Cole. So we were the team while JR and King were the team on Raw. But again, that was years ago. So I spent a lot of years working on SmackDown, being part of SmackDown. So, you know, um, I have a little bit of an agenda. So I'm always a little biased towards uh, SmackDown. So uh, and I have a soft place in my heart for SmackDown. So because I've that's where I really... You know, uh, uh, etched who I am as a broadcaster uh, with the opportunity given to me by WWE was on that show. Uh, so to me, it's uh, you know it's a big deal. So I, I wanted to talk about it a little bit, and I've also talked about about TV deals in the past. And for those that are new to my show, I'll give you a quick little snippet on it. You know, TVs, TV contracts are everything. You know, and I, I even think I think I hit on this on the last podcast. I can't recall. It was probably about the Monday Night Wars. I think I did. But the thing is, I, I learned that, and, I, and I've told this story a couple of times, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it probably in the future too because it was interesting. Uh, I've learned a lot from Vince McMahon and working closely with him, but I learned something from him in our first meeting uh, to, to lock down my contract in you know late 1999 uh, in, in that uh, hotel banquet room where it was just uh, three people. And, and and I signed my deal privately because there was something called the internet that was starting to get popular at that time. And um, they didn't want to leak out. And they didn't want me to come to WWE Tower and sign my contract. So it was Vince Russo, Vince McMahon, and myself. And nobody else was in that room. And uh, and that's why I signed my contract. So um, And we had a great conversation, the three of us. But not, again, it was a long time ago. But I remember what, what Vince McMahon said to me. And, and I don't remember how we got on the topic, you know. But... Um, he said, you know, you need two things to survive it and succeed and, and, and flourish in the wrestling industry as a promoter or booker or owner, whatever you want to call it, and that's talent and TV. So he means, when he says talent, he means wrestlers. You know, he means announcers, you know, but mostly wrestlers. Um, 
you know, and he said it doesn't matter what order. You need you know, TV and talent or talent TV. So you need both. So TV deals are the end-all, be-all. You know, the end-all, be-all. I was just checking out, um, I mentioned this before, and I looked, I watched some of it the other night on Friday night, uh, um, Fusion, uh, MLW Fusion. I watched a little bit of it on that BN Sports Network. I, I don't know how you say the name of that friggin' network. I got to look into that. I'm probably butchered it, but whatever. And and they got a TV deal. So, I mean, if you watch them, they look like a, you know, it's an indie type of promotion. They got some good talent. They got some green talent. But what they do have is a TV deal. And so that's, when you get a TV deal, it's a game changer. You know, it really is. It's a, it's a big plus for, for the income of everybody from production to the wrestlers to the brand itself of that, you know, MLW Fusion. You know, so... uh um, you know, obviously WWE is, you know, much, much bigger monster than that, but I'm, I'm just giving an example of how TV contracts are very, very important. Um, so we actually, it's interesting, right? Because this topic of that's been hot lately of where's Raw going to end up and, you know, uh, where will, um, where will SmackDown end up and, you know, who, who, are, who, who's, who, who will be the, the, the networks or what have you to grab SmackDown. I know Mike Johnson had a report over the weekend on that, and the Hollywood Reporter covered it. It's funny because on my regular daily show that I co-host with Mark Lucas, Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio, where we cover mostly sports, um, we were actually going to talk about this on Friday's show. And uh, we're going to push it back to probably early in the week, Monday or whenever you listen to this. We might have covered it already so because this is a podcast, so I don't know when you listen to this. But uh, this past Friday... Um, which would have been the 18th, we were going to cover this topic about WWE TV deal. Um, Pete Bellotti, who is the board op for our show and is also, he runs as a producer at times and was producing our show on um, on Friday. He was also a big wrestling fan, a supporter of the business for many years, and he's a very educated wrestling fan. You guys would love him. So you should give him a follow, uh, Pete the Body, on uh, on Twitter. But anyway, and I'll plug his Twitter on actual Twitter again. But Pete uh, put in our run sheet uh, as you know, he always puts topics, sports topics for that we should cover. And Mikey B, the regular producer of Town Taz and Moose, does the same thing. So we always have different topics that we're going to cover, and we don't get to everything. And that's why we have a segment on there called Leftovers for those of you that listen to that show, the radio show that we do. You know what I'm talking about. If you don't, then whatever. But um, so. We did not get into the topic that that Pete was suggesting us cover. This was on Friday um, uh, about WWE and how stocks are through the roof for WWE right now uh, on the stock market. You know, it was during that late in the week, I should say, and um, and because of the uh, report of a new you know big TV deal, lucrative TV deal coming for Raw uh, and, and potentially SmackDown shows, you know. It's uh, it, it business is good. Uh, the the business business of Raw and SmackDown, and most importantly WWE. So uh, uh, you know, and and we were going to get into it and, and and educate sports fans that aren't wrestling fans. That NBC, you know, NBC Universal actually is the one that that handles uh, that owns the USA Network, and that's who covers Raw and SmackDown. Yada yada, but uh, uh, that the contracts are ending. So we're going to explain everything to to casual wrestling fans. Um, but the, the thing was in this is that the contract for Raw uh, was going to be locked in and, and set up for a new big deal, uh, but it will not renew uh, SmackDown. So Raw would get renewed, but not SmackDown. 
you know, so and, and Fox is in the mix where they're interested in, in maybe you know, bidding for for for, uh, for SmackDown, which would be great um, and stuff like that. But then there's reports back to Raw where they're going to pay three times the amount for Raw and stuff like that. Um, so uh, and, and later on in this podcast, I'll, I'll give you I mean, there's several suitors that, that want to grab SmackDown and it's going to be someplace. Doesn't seem like it's going to be on uh, USA, but um, uh, it's going to be somewhere. And I'll give you where I think it should go, where it might go. Not a prediction, just an opinion. I'll do that later on here. But the thing is, man, like, <laughs> it, it, it's funny. Like, it's it's difficult when you have to change networks. Everything is has to be done different. So smackdown then has to go through more changes I, I mean i remember when i was on calling smackdown we went from, you know whatever we were on upn then we went to wherever the hell we went i don't know if we were on spike or usa i can't remember but then we bounced somewhere we, it was moving all over and every time that happens you need to do different what they call imaging for the show and promotion imaging different videos and packages and graphics and 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 pump it and plug it and promote it before it debuts on this new network Obviously, they have a big machine. WWE does with their social media platforms and with Raw. And I'm not saying they will not promote that SmackDown will live on, hypothetically, Fox. Then it gets for because they might have language in their contract with NBC Universal for Raw where they can't say, the announcers can't say, and they can't put it up on the screen, hey, SmackDown is now on Fox because NBC is not going to allow you to promote Fox, you know, I would strongly assume that. Um, so there's different wording. Got to be careful of the wording, but whatever. It's it's a little bit of an ambition, ta- ambitious task when you have to change networks, and and it always feels like that's what happens with SmackDown. Not just the network thing, but the whole aura, the whole feel of it. That it always, just for years, is is always a step behind. I mean, uh, um, uh, we were just talking, um, again, back to Taz and Moose real quick. I know, I'm just bringing, bringing it up again. On Friday, you know, because this weekend, the Preakness, uh, uh, horse racing, that is, is going to happen. That's part of the Triple Crown. So the Kentucky Derby, everybody knows the Kentucky Derby. Then there's the Preakness, then there's the Belmont, Belmont Stakes. Those three races for horse racing is the Triple Crown, right? So we had a horse racing expert on, Taz and the Moose, on Friday. It's a good dude named Anthony Stabile. He comes on, and I, I asked him the question. I said, yo, is it not a feel that, you know, the Preakness is like kind of subservient or not as big or not as hyped and not as buzzed and that same feel as Kentucky Derby? He completely agreed. He said, yeah, it's the redheaded stepchild. No offense to redheads. It's the redheaded stepchild to Kentucky Derby. That's how I equate Raw and SmackDown. And... It's just, it, it it does bug me. It bugged me when I worked there. I know when Cole used to call SmackDown with me, it bugged him. We both talked to Vince about this years ago and, and Stephanie and stuff, Kevin Dunn. We've had talks and, and they don't, you know, to be honest with you, just a sidebar, uh, they don't get pissed when you go to them and stuff like that because, let me get a little sip of water here, hold on, because they know it comes from a place of passion. You know, if you're complaining Hey, we're not getting the same push, or hey, this show's not getting a push, or you know, blah 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 blah. That shows you have passion, you know. If and, and you got to give a suggestion too. You can't just go and complain and and say I don't like this. You're not pushing. Well, what do you think we should do? I don't know, but this sucks. Well, you can't do that because then you're a douche. So you got to be careful how you handle that. But my point is, when we went to the office and complained 
or I know I did several times, you know, it was always received with open arms. It was always embraced and it was never, there was never pushback or, and you know, um, Vince is an intelligent guy, as you guys know, and he, he, he looked at it as these guys are passionate. They care. And we did care. Uh, and we cared for the talent. And we weren't just putting, like, ourselves or we're putting over the talent, saying, you know, we got this guy, we got this guy. Why is this guy getting the same push? You know, we would go to bat for our guys. That's how, you know, and we didn't get paid commission. We're in a contract. We didn't have to do that, you know. But that's how it just felt like we felt like we were just always a step behind Raw. And it seems like now with this new deal that's fixing to happen, that's exactly what, what's going to happen here. I mean, so you're, you're gonna they're gonna pay uh, up is up in around three times the amount for Raw. This is NBC Universal, and where SmackDown they're not going to renew it. Uh, you know, and and like I said, Hollywood Reporter, you can get the details on there. They covered it pretty heavily. Um, uh, we also on Taz and Moose, we were we were grabbing some uh, money some money figures from CNN. CNN money covered this is all last week. Uh, I know Mike Johnson covered over over the weekend at PW Inside, and Mike does a great job. Um, but yeah, so like I said, there's going to be several suitors for SmackDown. It's going to end up someplace. I just find it interesting that um, why you know NBC would want to pay more for Raw um, and. And not maybe spread the wealth like they did recently, because both shows have are enjoying you know very big ratings for SmackDown and Raw. So as far as the TV cable world goes, maybe there's some wrestling fans that's like, well, when it was Monday Night Wars or when this, or that, you know, the ratings were were higher when Stone Cold was champ. I mean, whatever you're gonna say, yeah, that, that's all true. It's a different time now. Bottom line is, the, the shows get good ratings in regards to other uh, original programming which usually is 13 weeks on cable TV, where WWE goes all year round. There's really there's just no off-season. So, you know, uh, you got, you got uh, you know, that's why you got NBC Universal over the years, you know, spending uh, somewhere in the worth of, you know, $200 million uh, for, for, for programming uh, from WWE. So, and, and it's gone up since. So, so that was from, like, I think 2013 or 2014. I remember reading an article on that. So, you know, it's, to me, it's... Um, it's just a situation where uh, I, I hope they, they figure something out and go a direction where it's not always that feel um, that you're part, if you're part of SmackDown, that you're part of something that's not as important as Raw. <laughs> it really is a motivational killer, you know, for the talent and stuff like that. Um, I've witnessed it. I've witnessed it. I've lived it, and I've witnessed it. I, I didn't live it as a wrestler. I lived it as an announcer, like I just got done telling you guys, and it was very frustrating. And so I, I think now they got to be careful too, because you know they have something like NXT where there's another option for the talent. Not that they get to choose where they go, but I'm just saying, like you, you want you want the talent always to want to be on the main roster, Raw or SmackDown. And I remember, like, uh, that's how we used to try not to even word it that way backstage. It was always, oh, Raw and SmackDown. Raw Smack. Always Raw was first. So then we started to say SmackDown and Raw. You know, we, <laughs> you know, even on TV, I remember Cole and I would do, like, little things like that. Not that it was like, it just that's how much it bothered a lot of people, not just us. There were a lot of folks that worked on, those brand, on that brand that had ticked off. And the day you're getting paid... You know what I mean? If you're getting a push, if you're a wrestler, you're getting a push. But you want to feel like there is, you know, you're on the same level as Raw, and Raw's on the same level as SmackDown. But that was never there. 
and it seems like uh, it's nothing's changed, to be honest with you. Um, um, but that's a nice segue because I want to tell you about a new uh, advertiser um, uh, that's really good because, you know, as we get older, we change, right? And especially as men, we start losing our hair a little bit, right? Well, you guys heard of Hims, right? I'm sure you've heard of Hims, right? So Hims, okay, Hims is a... Um, you know, how to explain it? It's it's basically it's a it's a it's a company that that uh, is a one stop shop for hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness for men. Okay, you've seen commercials, really cool, sleek commercials. The packaging on this stuff is phenomenal. The uh, the the, uh, the the, uh, the the bottle, like the bottle, like let's say you get these um, the chewable uh, vitamins they have that help with hair loss and it just there's a lot of nutrients in it that's just good for your body. Everything everything is the pack the packaging's phenomenal. It's just it's it's a hip, new, fun company that covers issues where like, you know, sixty six percent of men lose their hair by the age of thirty five. Well, most of you guys listening this are probably close to thirty five or over thirty five. So, you know, I know I am and I know that I have some uh, little bit of male pattern baldness even though I keep my hair very short. And Hims has helped me uh, for sure, and and that's why I, you know, I, I I get the opportunity to try certain brands before I come out and promote them and do business with them. Um, the thing is, like uh, when you start to notice hair loss, it's kind of too late. So uh, you, you want to jump on this, and that's where Hims comes in. And there's different different um, different products they have that can help you. Okay, uh, you know, thanks to science, baldness can be optional, guys. You don't have to deal with this. You know, and Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss, okay? Well-known generic equivalents to the name brand prescriptions to help keep your hair strong and healthy. No snake oil pills and, and like, uh, gas station counter supplements, uh, uh, you know, prescriptions, solutions backed by science, but no waiting room, no awkward doctor visits, save hours by going, uh, not dealing with that, and just go to 4hims.com. It's very easy. So, and, and I got a deal for you. You know, that's how it works in the Taz show, right? I got a deal for you. So here's this. Order now, and my listeners get a trial month of Hims for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last See website for details. This would cost hundreds, guys, if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. So this is what you have to do. Go to forhims.com slash Taz. So that's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash T-A-Z, forhims.com slash Taz. I promise you, you'll love it. Uh, it's a great deal. $5 today, right now, while supplies less. So go check that out, forhims. So uh, like I was saying to you guys, right, so it's... It's uh, if you're if you're if you're not motivated, and you're in a company, and you're 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 a wrestler, and you just get, and again with the brand split, you know they make it very obvious, you know like who's on SmackDown, who's on Raw. You know, wasn't too long ago, as most of you longer older wrestling fans remember with WWE, uh, before the brand split ever happened, you know years ago. You know, guys were wrestling both on Raw and SmackDown. And and SmackDown used to be on Thursday. Then SmackDown was on Friday. But Raw was always on Monday. And you'd get the same talent on both shows. And I got to tell you the truth. I don't think, you know, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, I don't think it was that bad. I think things were working fine. But as we know, and I talked about this on the last podcast, because they are, they are trying, WWE are trying to create their own competition. And that's exactly what they did. Well, yeah, they're creating their own competition within, I should say. And it's a work, and they're competing with themselves, but they're not. You know, so 
But but it, it always was that feel that SmackDown was subservient to Raw, and it sucked. I hated it. Uh, and it seems like they get, that Raw is going to get this big-ass TV deal that's going to get three times the amount, and SmackDown is uh, is not. So SmackDown, USA, and NBC Universal are like, ah, no thanks. Uh, go somewhere else. So uh, I'm going to go to break in a little bit. When I come back from break, I'll, I'll tell you where I think it should end up, where it might end up. One of the suitors that I think that it could fit, um, which would be uh, interesting. Uh, so uh, I'll do that. Uh, I'll do that. Well, I guess what, I'm gonna, let, me hit, let me go to break right now, and then I'll, uh, I'll hit that on the other side of the break. All right, Tasho, sit tight, guys. Be right back. All right, we are back here on the Taz Show, and uh, I've been talking about uh, the whole SmackDown Raw thing. See, I just did it again. I didn't say Raw and SmackDown, see? Um, <laughs> and I'm going to get into where I think SmackDown could end up uh, t- you know, uh, being broadcast on in a second here. First, uh, let me take care of some business today about my good friends over at Rocket Mortgage. See, the support for the Taz Show comes directly from uh, our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand the home plays a big role in your life and family. And that is the number one, the main reason why they created Rocket Mortgage. So allowing you to fully understand the details, all the details, to be confident when you're getting the right mortgage, that you're getting the right mortgage for you and your family. So no matter if you're looking to get your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence you need to make an informed decision, guys. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans applies simply, understand fully, and mortgage confidently to get started. Please go to rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. So, there you have it, a little Rocket Mortgage. All right, so I was talking about uh, SmackDown and Raw and stuff. You don't think I didn't hit to the other difference, that which could be a little bit of an issue at times, is um, if you think about that how Raw gets treated different than SmackDown is the the length of the shows. As as we know, Raw's three hours and SmackDown's two. So um, at least they've both been, at least SmackDown's live uh, again, because when we were not live when I was there and they were live, uh, man, we really felt like we were just getting punked out. So, uh, <laughs> but um but yeah, so I and look for you uh, old school Taz show fans, you remember I was on that battle cry. Oh, you know where I'm going. You know where I'm going. You know it. You know where I'm going. What should have happened. There you go. You can fast forward if you don't want to hear this again. I'm going to buzz you on real quick on it for those newer listeners to my content here, my podcast. Um, when they were doing this whole whatever the hell it was, the whole State of the Union where who's going to get what brand, Stephanie, Triple H, this, that, who's going to run it? Where will, uh, what, what about NXT? It was all this different, all these unanswered questions. It was an exciting time. You know, what was the deal? And I felt like they, what they should have done, uh, you know, it was the, what the hell was it? The draft, whatever the hell it was. What they should have done was basically Raw should have been two hours, give an hour to NXT on USA. So Monday would be, let's just say hypothetically, Raw, the first two hours, and the third hour would be all NXT. 
uh, in a different arena in the NXT gimmick in Florida, whatever. And then uh, SmackDown, boom, Tuesday. And and just so it's, it's even. Raw gets two hours. SmackDown gets two hours. NXT gets one hour um, to break it up. Like, uh, yeah, I think it was, yeah, because what the hell it was? I'm trying to remember now. I can't remember. SmackDown the, the in charge was was Shane, and, and Raw in charge was uh, Steph. And I guess Vince got in the middle. I'm trying to remember the whole thing. It seems like it was eons ago, and it wasn't. But, um, you know, you guys know I covered it heavily, and a lot of you guys called the show and emailed, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Facebook Live Jones and all this stuff, and we're giving your thoughts on it. So, uh, yeah, it was a heavy-duty, lengthy conversation, and it became a running joke, as most of you know. That, oh, here goes Taz. He's saying again that NXT should get one of those hours on USA and not have Raw have three. Uh, yeah, and I still feel that way. <laughs> it's too late now. It's not happening, as we know. But I do think that would have been uh, pretty cool. I will say, though, um, they did do a, they. I think they did a pretty decent job of evening up the rosters when they did do the brand split, uh, split I should say. They did, I thought. Uh, it was okay. It wasn't like glaringly, oh, my God. Uh, they got all top guys on on Raw and not on SmackDown. So I think they did a pretty good job on that. Um, you obviously needed more talent on Raw because it's a long show. So that uh, kind of goes without saying, um, you know, which we saw happen. But uh, uh, but we'll see. It's, it's so so the, the conversations that people are talking about is, well, you know, wh- you know, SmackDown is is where's it going to go? Where will it end up? You know, it's it's going to be an open market and and um, and. Uh, you know, it, it's it's it could be on Fox. That's that's one of the one of the people that are, one of the companies, one of the suitors that's looking to grab the the rights to it to the series of SmackDown, uh, Amazon, and the one that I think and and Mike Johnson have hit on some of this too. I remember reading his his uh, on PW Insider. Um, I think it was on Saturday. I think it was. I I feel Facebook is the spot that it should go. Will it go there? I don't know. I I am not going to predict. I don't know. It's not that I'm on the fence, and and please don't think I am because that's not the case. I just don't know. You know, I'm not in these meetings. You know, we're not privy to this. It's just so much different monies involved, and you know, some of uh, older people that listen to me or that wrestling fans might think, "Well, Facebook don't have the money Fox has." You know, to put put a to pay WWE and Vince McMahon for SmackDown. Oh, yes, they do. Um, <laughs> Oh, they do. I promise. And so does Amazon. And so does YouTube. <laughs> All of these digital platforms and the way the world is and the way we watch content now. The video end of content is different than it was back, uh, you know, when I was 21 and 24 and 25 years old and 30 years old. Because back, you know, it was just TV, as you guys know. And now it's like, you know, it's on your phone. It's on your your iPad. It's on your laptop. It's you know, you all just run it on your TV. I mean, I'm a big Apple TV guy, a big mark for that. So I run that through my TV like a lot of you guys do. And, you know, it's a digital gimmick. I mean, yeah, my kid had to teach me how to do it. I was a little bit of a dinosaur. I'm like, oh, how do I do this? I was like a caveman, you know. But he had to show me. But, yeah, now I'm like a sensei of that thing. I'm like a stud where I work the Apple TV, but I digress. Um, so... Facebook has the money, guys. I promise. <laughs> so they have the money. I, I told you guys this. I've been to their headquarters. I think I said this on Taz and Moose. Uh, myself and Katie Lindendahl, we, we, we ran into each other there. Then we went back, and we actually had a meeting together with them. 
for a project that that didn't pan out. But but you know, we, we, it was all good. We, we, it was just a it's just something where we talked with Facebook about, and they wanted to talk to us, and then I they wanted to talk to me separately. They wanted to talk to Katie separately. So I don't know. I don't. I have I haven't talked to Katie in a few weeks. So I don't know what's what's. She's always you know her. She's great. She's always doing something, um, and she's so talented. But you know, I miss Katie Lindahl. But you know, we'll, we'll either have her on Taz and the Moose soon, or uh, I'll have her on the podcast here uh, soon enough. But uh, she's awesome. No, but anyway, I digress. So. Um, you know, uh, Facebook, when I was there, man, uh, the couple times I've been to their headquarters in New York City, um, which is one of their newer headquarters, uh, I believe, uh, and it's kind of near, uh, it's downtown, it's kind of near NYU, New York University, uh, in that part of Manhattan. Yo, I gotta tell you, man, this place was wickedly badass, awesome facility. I don't remember how many floors it was. Um, waiting area to have like a candy store. Like it's I, now, <laughs> that's just what I'm telling you. There's a candy store next to the lobby waiting area, which was like on whatever floor it was on. I don't remember. Let's say it was on the 20th floor. It's theirs. It's like it's not like a public candy store. You got to get through security and be at Facebook. And when you're waiting, you can go in this candy store. We have all like snacks and candies and little beverages and little limbricks. It's unbelievable. I, I was like, what the frick is going on? And everything is like, it's just huge office, desk space and desk area, uh, um, I'm sorry, office space. And there's like no cubicle offices. It's just like everyone's desk, everything's just wide open. Everything's just in the open. There's like no privacy for people who work there because they're all working together. That's the, the gimmick from the Zuckerberg. You know, it's just everything's out in the open. It's not to hide, that type of thing. Um, it's really a wide open feel. Uh, everybody just looks like they're having fun at work, man. The people that work there, I mean, it's just, uh, it's massive. And then we went upstairs. They had like this outdoor deck where they do like a happy hour. And like people who work there just hang out upstairs. It's like these outdoor like patio couches on the roof, like in Manhattan. And I'm just like chilling, like drinking a pina colada at the freaking, uh, you know, and pounding beers at Facebook, you know, in a meeting. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like Wild Man Jones, you know, like it's just unbelievable. I mean, I, I don't know, I'm just getting on this whole Facebook thing, but they got the money and, and they're smart young people and they know what they're doing. And the content that WWE has and the amount of content um, I think would be very attractive to an Amazon or a Facebook Obviously, Fox TV, you know, um, they, they got the goods. They can do it, um, you know, sure. I, I, yeah, and I, again, I don't know where it's going to end up. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if it was with Facebook. Um, and as we know, right, WWE recently did business with Facebook with the Mix Mac Gimmick Neighbors Fern and Burnham Challenge, right, whatever they call it. They did that on the Facebook Live. I think they did it, right? So, you know, that's, that's kind of where everything's not going, but it is, like with, with content, video content. So... I could see that happening now. Would that be even a bigger problem? Would that be an even bigger problem for the perception of uh, Raw and SmackDown, that Raw is the big monster and the mothership, and meanwhile now SmackDown's on a digital platform, you know, Facebook Live or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, would, would that cause a problem, meaning like would fans think, God, oh, this kind of stinks, man, I... I want it on regular TV. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not savvy to the internet. I'm not savvy to Facebook. I don't know how to go. I don't have Apple TV. I don't have Stitcher, Schnitcher, whatever they call it. I don't have any of that stuff. I, I'm old school. I want to watch TV. I like SmackDown. Now I can't watch it. 
Uh, yeah, that could happen. Yeah, if it's on if it's on Amazon or on Facebook, uh, for sure, that could happen. I mean, you you could even have, you know, you could even have some of the talent that would be like, yo, what's the deal? You know, wait, man, why 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 um you know uh, Carmella's the women's champ on SmackDown? Well, wait a minute, we're on digital and and I'm the women's champ, but you know, uh, why why is why are the Raw girls getting to wrestle on regular TV and I'm the champ and, and me and the other girls, we're on, you know, uh, we're on digital. We're on SmackDown Live. I'm not saying that Carmella would do it. I'm choosing her as an example. You know, like, like that's the thing you got to, you got to, you know, hopefully it doesn't happen. Like where the talent might say, what's the deal? Now, some of you are probably saying, yo, dude, the talent's smart enough to know. They're all younger. They get it. They know how huge Facebook is and all that stuff. Yes, I know that. I get it. I understand that. But, you know, thing is, man, <laughs> there's still that thing, like I told you at the top of this podcast, what Vince told me, TV, the word TV, talent and TV. And, yeah, sure, Daniel Bryan knows that, and Samoa Joe and Oscar, they're all part of, you know, SmackDown and, and AJ Styles and, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and Charlotte and The Miz. Yeah, I know, and they, they're smart enough and savvy enough to know that, but there's still that, you know, TV, you know, so if you're not on the USA Network or Fox or, you know, ESPN or CBS or, you know, CBS Sports or whatever, like uh, you're not on TV. I'm not saying I agree with that. I think if they get a Facebook Live thing, I think that'd be awesome. I really do. I I, I think if they get Amazon, I think that'd be awesome. You know, I, I, I really do. Um, but, you know, we'll have to see what happens. And, and the thing is, like, some of you are thinking, well, who cares, man? Why don't they just run everything on WWE Network? Why don't they just just run it all on there? They don't need anybody. Well, no, that's not true. Uh, they do. They need that massive money coming from NBC Universal for Raw. They need whatever massive money to pay for the content and the programming that Amazon or Fox or Facebook would do with SmackDown. They do need that. Why wouldn't you? You're turning away millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. So, yeah, no, you don't want to just run those shows on your own network. And you don't have enough subscribers on your network. You're cutting your audience more than in half. So, no, you, you got you to gotta embrace and hope for those other deals. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You know, you have to. Absolutely. You know, you need that. But I, 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 um, to me, I always felt like an NXT would feel better on um, if they could make a deal with like a digital platform um you know like uh youtube or uh, or like again facebook or something like that or twitter like some kind of a deal where there's major money involved with it and and you keep raw and smackdown on on cable tv with one of the big suitors and then you have nxt because it's got that younger feel it's booked different it's it feels different um with, with some of some of the you know the the the, the uh the younger talent they have on there that a lot of the mainstream, you know, wrestling fans aren't familiar with who a lot of these these people are right now. You know, and you put guys like Velveteen Dream on, on Facebook Live or, you know, um, I don't know, uh, uh, you know Pete Dunn and, and, and all these guys and, you know, whoever's on there, Kona uh, uh, Reeves and all this stuff. You know, you, you put some of these talents on there, these younger talents, uh, you know, Champa, who's just the man, Tommaso Champa. You put him on Candice LeRae. You know, that stuff feels like it would be on a digital platform, not SmackDown. Even though I think it'd be cool if SmackDown was on digital platform. But if I'm Vince, 
or Steph or, or, or you know, Triple H or Kevin Dunn or any of the heads of state there in WWE, the perfect world would be we have not one, not two suitors, but three suitors paying for our content. Meaning, hey, NBC Universal is paying for Raw. Uh, hypothetically, Fox or CBS Sports is paying for, um, for SmackDown. And hey, check this out. You know, hey, uh, Facebook or Amazon or something like that. Or, or you know, they're paying for NXT. Now you're getting three times the bang. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that, that's just that, that. That's how I look at where NXT should live and would live. But. It's not, you know, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I mean, I hope for WWE it does. I hope if that scenario I just laid down does happen because I think it would be cool. I really do. Um, so anyway, so that's the that's the deal on that. And uh, so I just want to give you the feel on how it felt to be on SmackDown for so long and how still it hasn't changed where Raw's getting this big, huge TV deal. And, well, we're going to give three times the money to Raw and uh, SmackDown, uh, you know, we're not taking it. So, <laughs> but like I said, have no fear, SmackDown fans. Uh, SmackDown will end up somewhere, and it will be really good. So uh, we shall see what happens, and, and that's the deal. Well, I appreciate you guys checking out this edition of the, of the Taz Show and this podcast, so I really do appreciate it. You guys download and spread the word to show, you know, uh, to help the reach of the show. I know there's a lot of content out there there's a lot of different options for people uh to listen to wrestling content via the podcast and on demand there's a lot of good stuff to listen to and it's uh, the the market's getting fuller and fuller <laughs> with a lot of talent uh, uh people i should say some aren't talented but a lot of people <laughs> that are that are covering wrestling and some are very talented so um just be wise in who you choose what you listen to uh, that's all I, I say, just as a little word of advice. You know, there's a lot of good stuff out there, and there's a lot of stuff that isn't. So uh, without getting into details. So, but I appreciate you guys uh, putting your ear to my stuff and being loyal to me, or maybe you're new to me, and I pr- hopefully you come back and like it and you listen again. Uh, spread the word of it. It's much appreciated, and don't be afraid to give me a little. I haven't actually had a long time for this. Give me a little comment on the uh, iTunes. Put me over. Click some stars. The Taz show's awesome. I love it. If you're going to say he sucks, I hate Taz, and he's not tall, don't do that. Uh, but anyway, I hope you enjoyed uh, this edition of the Taz Show. Uh, I don't know what number we're at here. We're probably in that 560 and change, 560-ish episode. I don't know. I should know. The next podcast I drop, I'll know. How about that? All right, I'm Taz. You're not, guys. Have a good one. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. my space and screen names back then when i was only worried about my top friends now my circle is getting smaller all these people acting fake man and to be honest i don't even have a top 10 me against the world i've been doing what i really love haters been hiding behind the screen man they movie cuts and when i'm back at home it never feels the same cause